I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, that's better. Uh, now I have to give it a second. Okay. Uh, probably lost a couple viewers there, but we will live. All right, yep, 100 people. Let's get it started. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Wow, that was awful. Um, listen, normally I'm not the one who comes on here and talks about things like, you know, I I don't talk about effort. I don't talk about the leadership. I think those things are things we can't really uh, we can't really quantify, and they're things that are too easily jumped upon. Um, when a team just loses, when a team just doesn't look good, we say, oh, they weren't prepared. Oh, they weren't trying hard enough. Oh, the leadership, the coaching, all that. Um, in this case, however, it's 100% true. Um, it, it, it's the coach. It's absolutely the coach. It's it's the captain. It's absolutely the captain. He's been invisible this series. Uh, it's, it's, it's all the vets, the ones we like, you know, Jake Voracek, Wayne Simmons. It's the ones we don't like. It's, it's Andrew McDonald. It's everybody – uh, on the team is just uh, I would love to know I would if I really really hope one of the one of the uh, one of the beats asks Hackstall tonight you absolutely have to do you think your team has played hard enough to this point um, they've lost games seven nothing five one and five nothing they've been outshot by a grand total uh, through four games a hundred and twenty four to ninety seven. Um, I would love to know if the, the coach is never going to answer it. Of course, my guys are trying hard, blah, 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 but I would just love to see his face. I would love to know how he would react to that question because it's clear that, uh, this team, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's, they've tuned the coach out. I don't know why they're so undisciplined all of a sudden, whatever the issue is, um, it is a top down problem. It's everybody. Um, I mean, Nolan Patrick gets the bump tonight. He kind of looked dangerous, but uh, I mean, how many how many one on zero chances can you get? But at the same time, at least he's getting chances. Uh, so many of these guys have just been absolutely invisible. And I said all along, it would be one thing if Derek Brassard was just you know ripping Val Philpola apart. I could live with that. If if the top lines you know canceled each other out and um, and it was just, you know, the depth, because we've said all year this team, their problem is depth. But when it is this embarrassing, when the best players aren't even close to the other team's best players, um, it's more than it's more than the depth issues. It, it, it look, you look at the coaching, you look at the leadership. I'm never going to be the trade Claude Giroux guy. Uh, I was because I thought he was in serious decline and you had to move him. 
before you're paying a 45 point player, you know, eight and a half million bucks a season. Um, I like that, that, and I'll stop short of that. I'll never think, oh yeah, Drew is bad. We need to get rid of him. That's not the solution either. There just needs to be some sort of. There just needs to be some sort of solution. The, I, the one positive I take out of this is um, Hextall can't come out and say, oh, you know, we were right there with him. You know, you, you know, he can't make all the excuses that we thought we were going to hear. Um, you know, oh, yeah, this young team uh, down to their fifth goalie, the stuff that I prepared everyone for all year when Hextall isn't fired. Uh, and I don't know if firing the coaches is the answer. I don't know if that, you know, all of a sudden turns this team into into a contender. I don't know. You know, Pittsburgh is better. That's without a doubt. Pittsburgh is better and they should win this series. But you thought you would just see a little bit of pushback. You thought that this team would take some pride. I mean, they've lost, what is it, 10-1, their two home games? They've lost their two home games by a combined score of 10-1. to that's disrespectful to your fans. That's disrespectful to the logo. That's disrespectful to your teammates. It's disrespectful to your coach and general manager. It's disrespectful the way they have played uh, the last couple of nights. Uh, it, it's it's unacceptable. It, it's I, I can't come up with enough words for it, the, the way I feel about this team um, right now. They just absolutely needed to come out and at least show something, show you were alive. Show you had a little bit of pride in what you do, and you had it taken to you. You know, come out and get out to a fast start. Well, they didn't do that at all. You know, they finally get it going, um, and then turn around and give up, give up the second goal, and the game basically ended there. Soon as Kessel scored that goal on Brian Elliott, which was a terrible, terrible goal, and Brian Elliott should have been taken out right there, like Steve Mason after the center ice goal. Um, I, I just, I'm shocked by how little fight the this team seemed to have last uh seemed to have tonight and I'm sure losing Sean Couturier was deflating but you know good teams with good leadership and good coaches we don't need to look all that far look across the street uh, in either direction you know <laughs> look across one street and see the link look across the other street and see the Novacare uh you know when the Eagles lost guys it was next man up when the Flyers lost guys it was even more devastating now and would Sean Couturier have made the difference tonight no probably not they lost you know they got killed in two games when he was in there so it's not even that uh, it's this whole thing up and down it, it, like I said the one positive I'm taking uh, taking out of this is at least you know at least now the coach can't pretend that this team is close. At least now uh, you can't pretend that the coach has the locker room still. You can't pretend that these um, these replacement-level veterans are good enough and that when we just get all the youngsters, everything will be fine. You need to go out and fix some holes this offseason because you just don't have enough. I don't care how good these prospects are unless – and. Like, unless Morgan Frost is Connor McDavid, like, you know, I don't care how good any of these prospects are. You need more. They need another defenseman, a good veteran defenseman. They need another center. Is it John Tavares? Yeah, that would be awesome. But whoever it is, you need someone who just steadies out this lineup. And again, if those were the problems this series, I'd be able to live with it because I've known that those were the problems all year. But Someone needs to take a look at, at why, just why um, 
We haven't gotten it out of the best players. I know Crosby and Malkin are a tall task. I know that to be true. I know Matt Murray has, you know, backstopped his team to uh, to two straight cups and eight, you know, how many series was he a part of? Like five, seven or six or seven, I guess he missed some time. But my God, score a goal. Score a goal. You're at home. Like, stay out of the box. All the talk was, oh, yeah, the Flyers, at least they've been disciplined all year. Oh, yeah, they let game they let game three get away from them. Just got to stay disciplined. Game four, take a penalty how many minutes in? How many minutes in was the first penalty they took? Uh, it was Matt Reed for the, uh, for the holding, I believe. Matt Reed, three minutes into the game, takes a penalty. Oh, yeah, way to go. Veteran presence. Matt Reed takes a penalty. Uh, Konechny, later in the period, less than three minutes to go, takes the interference. Uh, Wayne Simmons at the very end. Uh, yeah, on a power play, takes a slash. And I know we don't like that slashing call, but the fact is if he had just moved his feet and used his stick to impede the def- the uh, the defender and just used it to get his stick on the stick and kept his feet moving just to impede the follow-through, that would have forced the turnover just as easily as the slash would have. But he brought his hands up and uh, and – brought him down just a little bit, and when you chop, it gets cold. You're on a power play. You just cost your team a chance to score. That's all. Up and down this lineup, nobody is making smart plays, let alone any other good type of play. All right, that's it. That's my rant. Let's talk to you guys. Chris, the good news is Friday is the last game for Manning, Philpola, and Reed. Hey, happy 420, everybody. 12 goals in their last 10 playoff games. Uh, five was in one game. We need Tavares. That would be absolutely awesome. Nothing would make me happier than to go out and sign Tavares. We need to go for Oshie as well. I mean, Oshie's a power play specialist. He's good. I like Oshie a lot more than some other people. I just don't know if that contract is worth what you're going to get out of him in his 30s. The series total goals, Pittsburgh 18, Flyers 6. It's just not good enough. You're getting tripled. They are tripling you, and you won a game somehow. That, oh, my God. It's embarrassing. This was embarrassing tonight. I, I don't use that, oh, it's embarrassing to lose, blah, 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 you know, 7 nothing, all that stuff. I don't use the embarrassing thing lightly. Uh, this one was. You're at home. It's as close to a must-win as you're going to get. The difference between 2-2 and 3-1 is gigantic. It's the dis- it's, it's, uh, you'd lost the series tonight. It doesn't even matter now. It doesn't even matter now. The lack of chemistry on the new lines was obvious. Everyone going in different directions. Did we really need so much juggling to replace one injured player? When it's your 1C, yeah, and... These are all guys, I mean, you know, Drew and Voracek with Nolan Patch. I mean, Drew and Voracek have played together since 2013, right? Yeah, because 2012 uh, was Yager. 2013, they replaced him with Voracek. So they've been together for the majority of the last what, four seasons, five seasons. Uh, yeah, you have a new center, but it's he's good, like, your leaders, your veterans, you should be able to make this happen. I mean, they started the game with uh, with Philpola, uh, Philpola Simmons, and was it Konechny? Like Philpola and Simmons have played a ton together the last two seasons. I and yeah, Couturier is a huge hole. 
and filling that was going to take was going to take a big effort, and it was going to be really tough tonight. Um, and the juggling probably didn't help, but I, you know, in your other two losses, when you had your full lineup, you also scored one goal between two games and lost twelve to one. So it's not like. I want a coach that shows uh, – oh, they can afford Tavares. The salary cap, they can afford Tavares. Uh, you might have to make some other moves, but they can afford Tavares. It'll, you know, it'll be seven years, $70 million. You can make that happen. Um, as far as a coach who shows emotion, I just want a coach who knows what he's doing. This one just doesn't appear to know what he's doing. If he was silent and this team won, I wouldn't care. He just – doesn't really seem to have a great grasp on the NHL game. Enough is enough. Current leadership is just not there. This team can't progress without making major changes. Um, I am like, listen, this is super frustrating, and I am as angry as anybody, especially after tonight. Um, big picture-wise, I still do think we should be – reluctant to make some major changes if there's a move to be made yeah absolutely yes I, I change for change's sake i don't see working but yeah if there's a move to be made whether it be simmons whether it be voracek um you know nothing's off the table i really really and Giroux has the no move clause so it would be really tough to move him uh and i'm really not trying to do that at all uh, first of all, I just don't want to be the franchise that moves its captain every couple of years. Second of all, he just had a career year and appears to be really good still, and you're going to need him, you know. Um, they wouldn't be able to replace him regardless of what else they did. But, yeah, if, if, there's a, if there are other big moves to be made, if you can go out and do something, clearly this group isn't getting it done. We will be much better next year. Go Flyers. Uh, yeah, I mean, they will be. I think I just saw a question about uh, the Phantoms, Limblom, and Sanheim can go back. Um, this is two embarrassing losses this series. Yeah, I agree. My God, the comments are just coming in so damn fast. I can't keep up. Can Limblom, Sanheim rejoin the Phantoms? Uh, can Patrick play for the Phantoms? Patrick can't. Limblom and Sanheim can. Is there any way Carter Hart plays next year for us? Uh, he'll be playing for the Phantoms. I mean, if he just comes in and steals the damn show in training camp, um, it's possible. I guess it's possible. I won't say it's a 0% chance, but I would say it's really, really unlikely. Remember the good old days when it would get ugly when we were losing the fighting and nastiest to carry over? Whereas, I mean, they didn't win a cup for 40 years doing that, so I don't see. That's not the difference. They need to play better and not let it get out of hand. That's the problem. I don't care what happens when the game's over. Game's over. That's fake hustle to me. Oh, we're losing. Let's go beat them up. What is, like, what is that proof? Just win, like, play harder when the game matters. That's the issue. Bill Matz, next head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. They would have to pay me a ton. McDonald needs to be traded. Who's trading for him? I mean, he, he makes five million bucks and he's got what, two more years left. Is it one? Is it two or 
think after this year, I can't even type cap friendly. My fingers won't work. Uh, well, I think it's two more. Where are you, Mac? Yeah, 2018, 19, 2019, 20. So I guess if you want to cover some salary, but I kind of want to, you know, use that salary cap space to bring in players, not pay guys not to play for the Flyers. Um, and you're probably looking at a buyout of, you know, somebody at some point, whether it be Laterra or Weiss. Um, you know, so I don't know how thin I want to spread that cap space that they finally have. Do you think they will fire the coach? I don't, but um, if I don't. I don't. Uh, there's a definite uh, – do I want them to? Yeah, absolutely. We all do. There's not a person out there who thinks Dave Haxtell's doing a very good job. Um, you know, I think he's doing a decent job, actually, of developing the young guys. That's not my issue with him. My issue with him is he's not getting enough out of everyone else. He's just not getting the results. Um, yeah, they'll probably get better results when they have better players, but I just don't – I don't know. You know, waiting this long, the third period, they finally had Konechny with Giroux again after, you know, Konechny had 20 goals in 30 games with him. Like, I, that seems like an easy one. I don't know why you broke the lineup to begin with. And it's so many things, the way he handles goaltenders especially. You know, we're going to have Hart and potentially Sandstrom here in the next couple of years. Do you want that guy handling your goalies? Like, he doesn't seem to know how. Brian Elliott at 33 started every game in the month of December. Oh, wow, he broke down. Big surprise. Like, I, it's – like, I – you know, I – do I think he will be? No, I think uh, – and after this effort, it's going to be real tough to hear. It's going to be real tough to hear. Um, oh, you know, they finished third in the division behind only, you know, regular season juggernauts, the Washington Capitals, and back-to-back and potentially back-to-back-to-back Stanley Cup champion uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, we had one of the youngest teams in hockey. We were down to our fifth goalie, basically, uh, at, at different points this season. Um, it's going to be real tough to hear, but brace yourselves. That is what we are going to hear, uh, and that's why he won't be fired. Um, I guess it's possible, but I don't see it. I don't see it happen. Uh, Giroux loves Nickelback because he's Canadian, man. Yeah, Canadians are different. The D is horrible. Doesn't matter who is in net. They leave them uh, hung out to dry most of the time. They do. The defensive coverage has been bad. However, some of these goals getting in are inexcusable. I don't care. I I, I don't care if it's a breakaway. Uh, some of these shots, if it hits you in the pad and it gets in, like Phil Kessel's goal tonight. I'm sorry, that's Brizgalov stuff. Like you can't be that leaky, especially in a playoff game. Seems like as soon as they get down by one, they give up. Bad penalties are a huge concern. Uh, I think it took until they were down by two tonight, but uh, one goal basically one goal basically killed them uh, in the last game. So pretty much. Stop pissing on Giroux. They're keeping on. They're keying on him because there isn't enough depth with the rest of the team. It's not all on him. Not saying it's all on him, but you don't think like the Flyers are keying on Crosby. Sometimes a good player has to go make a play. I don't care. The best, the best receiver covered by the 
best cornerback is still expected to go make a play. You know, you're the guy who runs the offense. The offense runs through Claude Giroux. If he's not going to make a play, it doesn't matter what the depth does, especially against a team that's as good as the Penguins. Uh, I, I Listen, I don't think the problem is Claude Giroux. I'm, I love Claude Giroux. But he needs to do more. There's no question. Of, what's he got? One point? Do you have one point this series? Where are you, Claude? Minus three tonight. 2017-18 playoffs, four games, one assist. That's not good enough. I don't. I, I love Claude. That's not good enough. If Hack gets the boot, who's getting the job? I don't know, Steve. You want it? Bring in Torts. I don't see Torts getting. I don't see Torts getting fired. Uh, Hextall won't admit his mistake. He won't fire Hack. My only issue, like, I don't know how much of it is he won't admit his mistake, or he doesn't think the coach matters that much. Um, if he doesn't think the coach is the one responsible for what this team is. If Hackstall's just here to focus on the young guys who have all taken steps. Every single young guy we've brought up has taken steps. How much of that is just natural development because they're good and how much of that is the coach, I don't know that. I hope the co I hope the general manager does. Um, you know, a lot of them were high draft picks. You hope they turn out, but you see a lot of high draft picks who don't. However, um, if that's the if that's the general manager's reasoning, he's just here to develop the young guys, and doesn't matter who the coach is because this is who we are right now. Like, yeah, they probably lose this series in five, you know, with any coach, but um, maybe this coach is the reason they get blown out all the time. I I I don't know. I just know I want the guy gone, but it might it just Hextall's thinking might just be it doesn't matter until his plan is closer to completion. That's 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 the only thing I can think about it. What up, Nicole? Uh, uh, we need defense. We have too many offense. Uh, offense is defense. If you're on defense, you've already lost. There's no way to defend in this league. Watch how they call slashing. Watch how they call hooking. Watch how every obstruction penalty is called. It, it, you can't play defense in this league. The only defense is winning puck battles, winning races to pucks, breaking the puck out, getting it through the neutral zone. That's how you play defense now. It's not. There's no more Darian Hatcher. There's no more of that. That's it's just doesn't I mean you need one, maybe two of those guys to kill penalties and stuff, but to me, you gotta win a race to the puck and then you gotta make a good play to break it out. That's what defense is, because if you're in your zone, you've already lost. Definitely don't want to uh definitely don't want hack to be the coach for heart. I agree. Too many turnovers earners in our zone. It's been a big issue. What do they do with Simmons, trade or resign? I it's it's Halfway through this season, I would have told you they're absolutely going to re-sign him. Um, but after seeing him bumped off the top power play, after seeing him, you know, basically demoted to, yeah, you really are a third liner at five on five. They kind of, they kind of fully recognized that this year. Um, seeing his production dip, 
uh, the way it did. Grant, he still scored, what, 24 goals, but it's not, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30. Um, I'm hesitant just because we saw it with Giroux. Um, I fully believe we're going to, you know, after the game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at some point, uh, we're going to hear about Wayne Simmons getting some sort of serious surgery done, uh, plus, you know, the dental work he's needed all year. But I think we're going to need to hear – we're going to need to uh, – we're going to hear about some sort of serious surgery with Wayne Simmons, and then it's like, all right, do you give up on this guy now when his value's at its absolute lowest? But it took, you know, Drew and Goss to spare a full year to recover from this thing. If it's, say, an abdominal injury, is he, you know, his walk year, you're going to – it's – it's an interesting situation. It's one of the things we're going to monitor uh, closely for, you know, going into the draft, free agency, all summer, all the way up till next year's trade deadline, potentially. I love G as much as anyone, but he needs to be better. Everyone does. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're the best player, when you are the captain, that does fall on you. When you're the guy who had 100 points, when you're the guy who the crowd is chanting MVP for, you need to just go make a play. I can live with the Penguins being that much better because they are. What's disappointing is that it seems like there's just no fight, no pushback. Jets Wild Series is absurd with the physicality. This Flyers team uh, does not have that anymore. Where do we go? That, I was looking at the hits total. The Flyers have been physical this series. I just don't think they've been physical in the right places. This Flyers team isn't the the big hit team, but they are when they've been most effective this year. They're physical in the forecheck. They get in, um, they get into the corners, they win puck battles. They're physical that way. They're physical in front of the offensive net, uh, you know, getting position on guys, getting sticks, uh, getting st sticks in lanes to tip passes, not letting uh, defenders box them out. They are physical in those ways, and that hasn't been there. It's not, to me, it's not just about a, a hit along the boards, you know, after the guy's already, um, after the guy's already released the pass. Yes, finishing your checks, huge part of hockey, especially in a playoff series when uh, I often think of that stuff as running the ball. Um, yeah, in the first quarter, you know, you get two, three yards, you go, ah, come on. But it's not about that one. It's about the mentality of wearing the team down, and in that fourth quarter, you break the big one. And in game five, six, seven, uh, you know, you've been hitting these guys all series, they finally have the turnover that leads to the goal, the big goal. Um, you need that too. The way this team is physical is in the corners on the four check in front of the, in front of the offensive net um, along the boards on the half wall and puck battles. That's where they've been physical a lot of the year. And that's where they've been just straight up losing um, in this series. They've just lost. They've lost that battle. What about Brendan Moore for a new head coach? Listen, I love Rod the Bod as much as everyone. Um, I don't know if he can coach or not. I, I'm so hesitant on um, going to the old boys network. Uh, maybe he just happens to be a great coach. That said, my candidate's Jim Montgomery, who was in the organization. So that's why I would love to see. Um, 
Um, I, I just realized I didn't title this right. I copy and pasted the wrong thing. I copy and pasted the URL instead of the title I wanted. Whoops. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if, if Brenda Moore is the best candidate, sure, that would be awesome. Um, I'm just hesitant to go the old boys network. But like I said, I like Jim Montgomery as the coach. Uh, and he's been in the organization and bringing him straight out of college. I would love to see that fall out. Um, you know, as podcast host Bill, I would love to see that happen. If you're going to have a good defensive defenseman, you want a guy like Brian Dumoulin. He's a really good defender, smart guy. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's not a, a Dumoulin. I can't believe like Brian Dumoulin has had the effect on this series that he has thwarting like three quarters of the 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 offensive opportunity freaking guy magnet to pucks yes it would be nice for the flyers to win this series uh but i think the experience of the playoffs is beneficial especially by getting their ass kicked i've said all along listen we're frustrated right now and this the effort they've put out uh especially you know tonight um isn't good enough and it's unacceptable and they should all be held accountable for that. Uh, there needs to be, there. something has to come of this. It can't just be, oh, ho-hum, well, you know, we're young and blah, 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 got by a goaltending. Uh, some of that is true, but that doesn't mean Claude Giroux can't win one puck battle and score one goal, you know. Um, that doesn't mean Jake Voracek can just take bad penalties because we're young and have bad goaltending. That's not acceptable. Uh, Wayne Simmons can't just be invisible. The uh, both things can be true. Um, but like I said all year, most important thing this year was to get playoff experience for Ivan Provorov, for Travis Sanheim, uh, for Travis Konechny, for Oscar Lindblom, for, for Nolan Patrick, all these guys who've never experienced hockey at this level before. And now um, getting their asses kicked in the way they have, I would say it's important for management to recognize um, just staying the course probably won't make you good enough. You know, as good as the Penguins are, they had to go out and get Phil Kessel. They had to go out and get Derek Broussard. These are, it's not just about your guys. It's about recognizing where your other holes are too. Um, recognizing how much better the Penguins are than you. And if your goal really is sustained success for a long period of time, you need to be that good. It's not just, oh, yeah, well, you know, they're young guys. Develop. You need to be this good um, for that sustained period of success to put together those, you know, a Chicago-like run, a L.A.-like run, a Pittsburgh-like run. You need to be this good. Um, and I think recognizing how much better the Penguins are than the Flyers are currently is a good lesson for both the players on the ice, uh, the coach, the coaching staff. If they're going to be here, I hope they're not. but at least it's something, uh, and the general manager and the rest of the front office. I think it's a good lesson for everybody. I don't think they were supposed to miss the playoffs this year. I think they are supposed to be a bubble playoff team, and that's what they were. It's not about what they were supposed to be. I don't care what everyone thought this team was going to be in September and October. You're in the playoffs now. Have a little pride. Don't get your asses kicked. There's there's teams who didn't make the playoffs who wouldn't be this bad right now. Drew and Simmons need to call a players-only meeting. Oh, that stuff's all well and good, but it's too late for that. 
series is 3-1. They need to go out and kick some ass on the ice. They just need to get something done themselves. These players-only meetings are, are, are nice little stories in the middle of January, but, you know, what good is that now? Series is 3-1, and you're getting outscored, what was it, 15-22? Twenty-two to two, like that's a joke. Oh no, I'm counting. Okay, I didn't write these right. So what is it? What are they actually getting outscored? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Eighteen to six. That's right. John said it earlier. They're getting tripled in goals. I, what players only meeting is? What's that going to solve at this point? No, they just need to not suck. And take some pride and try to show that they belong on the same ice as this team because to this point, it's looked like an NHL team versus a minor league team. Let's get Bob back. Sure, yeah. They'd probably, they'd probably give him up. Any chance we see Haig in game five? I don't see why the hell not. Play him at effing forward, for God's sake. Like, what does it matter? Get the young guys out there and see what happens. Your, your veteran presence isn't doing shit. No way the Penguins 3P, uh, the top line will have blisters after all the scoring so much this series. That's good. Who is coming up uh, next year that will make a difference? Aren't they all here already? I mean, you have Moran and Myers. Uh, hopefully Myers is here. Moran should be. I mean, he loses his waiver exemption, so he should be. Uh, you have guys who could help your depth, and you know Vorobiev and Martel and Albe Kubel and guys like that. You know maybe Mike Vecchioni makes the team. You have some good depth, um, but yeah, I do think they need to go add somebody else as well. It's not just about those guys anymore. Um, this rebuild while competing thing is all well and good, but now it's you've made all your picks, you've got all that stuff. Hey, maybe Morgan Frost makes the team. Maybe he's a year away. Who knows? I don't care get better this offseason because this is unacceptable. If Haig isn't in for game five, then what is the point of everything, Hack? Um, you, but you know how coaches think, though, and you know what his answer will be is, you know, I'm out here trying to put together my winning lineup. I'm, it's, it's not about getting guys' experience. This isn't a practice. Uh, I'm just trying to win a game when, you know, in reality, yes, it is practice at this point. If you wanted to win a game, you should have done it more than once in the first four. But now it's just about let's get these guys on the ice and see see if maybe they can compete. Uh, Moran on the right team with the right coach will succeed. I don't know. I don't know how good Moran is. I think – he could be a successful NHL player. I don't think he's going to be a star by any means, but I think he could be good. But my thing with Moran has always been, I would rather him fail here than succeed somewhere else. I just want to find out about the guy. He's been, what was it, the 2013 draft, right? Yeah, 20, the year before Sandheim. So I think the 2013 draft, like it's been long enough. Let's find out. And if not, what are we wasting all this time developing him for? Uh, like, let's find out. Why trade for Carlson? No need for him? Oh, I guess you've never seen Carlson play. Uh, 
I knew eking into the playoffs was going to be a joke, just delay firing Hack. Hack wasn't getting fired either way. He wasn't getting fired after this season. Um, playoff experience is better than not getting playoff experience. Learning what it's like post-game 82 is better than not. Well, yeah, you could always use a guy like Chris Pronger. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best defensemen that ever laid up, lace up skates. Like, <laughs> of course they could have used Chris Pronger. The best team in the league could use Chris Pronger. Two defensemen have won the MVP award since the 1940s. Their names are Bobby Orr and Chris Pronger. That's how good Chris Pronger was. I don't – we all know Chris Pronger was really good, and we had him at the end here. But think – the Flyers had him – one year healthy. They had him healthy for one year, and they went to the cup final with no goaltender. Granted, Leighton was great in the in the Eastern Conference final, but you know you had no goaltender. You know it was Brian Boucher and Michael Leighton in the playoffs. You got to the Eastern Conference. You got to Game Six of the Stanley Cup final. The coach is the problem, not G, not anything else, but the coach. Um, yeah, I, the coach is a problem, but everyone's a problem right now. The coach isn't telling Drew not to score a goal. He needs to go out and make a play. Everyone needs to go out and make a play. I don't like the coach. I want him fired as much as all of you guys, as much as all as you got. I can't even talk. I want him fired as much as all of you guys do. But he's not the only problem, you know. The better players weren't the better players in this series. They didn't step up. You know, yes, is Drew, is Crosby better than Giroux? Of course he is. Crosby's better than pretty much everyone who ever played this game, except for, like, a couple of guys, and they're all in the Hall of Fame and considered the best ever. You know, like, the only guys he's probably not better than are, like, uh, I don't know, Gretzky, Howe, and Mario. Like, <laughs> he's one of the best of all time. No, Giroux isn't as good as him, but he needed to put up better numbers than he did this series. And so did everyone else. It's not just him. You know, Nolan Patrick's had three basically breakaway opportunities. Those need to, two of them need to end up in the net. Everybody needed to be better. Shane Goss's bear in the corner tonight against Crosby just shied away from a hit, let him loose, boom, comes out, scores that goal. That's not playoff hockey. I, I tweeted, it wasn't just being able to skate and pass that made Kimo teaming in great. How many times did you hear Jim Jackson say during Tiemannan's um, tenure in Philadelphia, it takes the hit to make the play? Sometimes you got to go into the corner, absorb the contact, and make a play on the puck, or don't let the other guy make a play and wait for a teammate to come help you. That's not what I saw tonight. I saw Shane Gosses Bear shy away from contact in the corner. Crosby comes out free. Boom, goal. Probably been asked, but when can Hart come up? Uh, he'll be in the organization next year. If he, if Carter Hart blows away everybody in training camp, I guess there's a chance he makes the team. They have a log jam and goaltender right now. It's one of the things we're going to have to keep an eye on this off season. I assume they're going to let Morozik walk because re-signing him would cost a draft pick. Um, they're probably not going to do that because he stunk for us. So, you know, you're back to Neuvert 
and Elliott, both under contract for one more year. Um, both Lyon and Stolarz are restricted free agents. you got to assume at least one of them will be back. Uh, Felix Sandstrom has an NHL or Sweden-style contract. He can't play in the AHL, but there's an off chance he makes the Flyers or go back to Sweden. Um, and then Carter Hart is just kind of there. I, I very seriously doubt he'll be ready to play in the NHL next year, but maybe he is that good. Maybe he really is, and that would be awesome. Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things, but does Neuver get the Game 5 start and try to channel what he did against the Caps in 2016? Uh, you know, I was thinking about that. And then, um, just like you posed the question, not that it matters, uh, I was like, who who, who cares? But yeah, uh, like who gives a shit who starts in net? Bring up Alex Lyon, you know? Let let a fan play. Let that Semborski kid play. Like, who? It's over now. <laughs> but, um, no. Uh, I guess Neuvert has to do it. I mean, this is – I guess you go back to Neuvert, but then I I don't even know. I, what what could this coach possibly be thinking? He's got to have so many thoughts. Like, uh, I don't, it's, Your guess is as good as mine. Having lots of prospects is good because you can also trade some of them for proven NHL talent. Hextall seems to not want to do that. Uh, I just don't think he's ready to yet because if you get those guys who are 28, 29 at the wrong time, you're stuck with them for a long time. Um, yeah, you know, next year, year after, if he wants to make those trades and he sees he's got, you know, a certain number of prospects who have turned out so you can afford to move some other ones, um, you know, that's huge. But I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to say he refuses to do it yet. I just think he's waiting to pick his spot. Let's see how many of, the, how many of these guys turn out. Let's make sure we have, you know, the NHL roster made up of mostly guys we drafted. And then we can afford, once we figure out who these other guys are, to, you know, make moves from outside the organization, like Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, you know, you don't want to trade Jonathan Drew, and who would? He's still got all the potential in the world. Hasn't lived up to it yet, but he still very well could. Look how long it took Sean Couture to live up to his potential. Um, <clears throat> where was I? But, um, you know, they waited. They waited for the right moment. Look at the Matt Duchesne trade. They waited for the right trade, and it seems to have worked out for them. They were one of the worst teams ever last season. This year they're in the playoffs. Um so I think it's just kind of about picking your spot there. Now, it could turn out that Hextall really is that conservative and doesn't want to do it yet, but I'm not ready to paint him with that brush because uh, I do kind of believe in that plan still. A lot of the other shit uh, he's done I, I don't agree with, but I believe in that end of the plan still is don't make that trade until you know what you are. You know, uh, like the Kings had Braden Shen and then – didn't trade him till the right opportunity came up. Like, oh, yeah, we can trade Shen and this up-and-comer Simmons to bring in Mike Richards. Okay, we can move a Jack Johnson to bring in a Jeff Carter because we have these other pieces and we know what they are. I think that's kind of the thinking. Tell me what you're willing to give up for Carlson. Say goodbye to Drew. They wouldn't want Giroux. Um you know, if they were trading Carlson's because they're starting over. Draft picks, I would give up so many draft picks. I would give up two years' worth of draft picks for Carlson. Um, 
because you don't need him at that point. You're going all in on a superstar. That's that's what you have. You that's why you've built up this prospect pool now. And would it take a couple of prospects? Maybe sure, but uh, hopefully the ones that you really love are here already, and you give up some uh, fringe guys, some more not even fringe guys because it's not like they're going to want you know it's not like maybe a Sam Moran, but you know you have all these defensive prospects you can move a couple you have all these draft picks you can move a couple depends on the price i'd be willing to give up quite a bit for eric carlson right now the only guys playing the expectations are patrick and connectney yeah i'd like connectney's game a little tonight uh needs to bury that breakaway can't be taken penalties but um like like I've said all year, the rookies are going to make the rookie mistakes. Like, And that's part of the reason we've been so mad at Hackstall is he'll point out, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Konechny knows why he's sitting, and he's got to get that fixed. But, you know, Jake Voracek takes a couple of penalties, and it's just totally different. So, I, you know. Um, but, yeah, I've liked Konechny's series overall. Uh, again, another guy just needs to produce more. At this point, you're no longer a young player. You are a guy the Flyers depend on to create offense. Uh, getting bumped off the top line was, I mean, a stupid move, but you still have to uh, still have to get things done. Ghost was awful in that Crosby goal. He really was. It was really, really dreadful. Our team hits no one because they're too slow. If the other team is way faster and you're going to have trouble hitting them, that's a big issue. Big issue is this team's uh, speed. I do think they throw a few more hits um, than we're giving them credit for. But like I said, you know, the hit after the puck's been released is eh. The, the where they've been soft is in the corners, winning the battles, getting in on the cycle, getting in on the forecheck. I think that's where they've been softest. Fire the coach and bring in who? That's the most frustrating thing to hear. Everyone hates Hack. I have to imagine even Hack hates Hack, but we don't have a better option at the moment. I mean, you will, though. Like, if if the coach is bad, you don't just keep him because you can't think of a better option. You, no, we don't because we aren't assessing every coach, every coaching prospect in the NCAA, in juniors, everywhere. Did, who here knew about Dave Hackstall when he was hired? That's not the fans' job. The fans are reactive. Uh, Dave Haxtell's not doing a good job. Um, like, it, oh, let's just keep him because I, I don't know of any other. I don't know of any other options. Well, my option is Jim Montgomery. I would give him the job in a in a heartbeat. But lots of people have thoughts. Barry Trotz is probably going to be available after this season. Who knows who else? The Chicago might be letting Joel Quenville go. Like, there's all sorts of options. 
both uh, both retreads and up and comers. Maybe Knobloch. Who knows? Knobloch's supposed to be the next great, you know, NHL coach. Maybe he gets a shot. There's all sorts of options. Why did we sign Elliott? Because they didn't have a goalie. Did you want to go with Neuvert? Like they didn't have a goalie. Yeah, maybe Daryl Sutter is an option. I don't love him. Um, but Hextall and Lombardi are here, so they might want to get the band back together. It's a possibility. Over. Flyers needs goaltending, solid second, third pair D-men to play with the young core, solid third pair center, scoring winger. I agree. I agree with all those. Uh, while our young players come up, we need the proper pieces uh, to be a contending team. Our current young core will be the ones leading this team to a cup. Much respect to Giroux with the current core, but he's not the one that will bring the Flyers to Stanley Cup. Giroux will be here. Uh, that's like saying, oh, yeah, much respect to Marion Hossa, but he's not the one. Like That's what I envision Giroux being is the Marion Hossa of the um, – of this team's, you know, of this team's run when they are contenders. Is he the best player in the team anymore? Maybe not, but is he the most versatile? Is he the guy you depend on in a lot of different situations? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's still going to be a great face-off guy. He's still going to quarterback a great power play. Uh, are other people going to have to pick up the slack? Yeah, 100%. They need more. They absolutely need more and can't depend on Giroux to this extent because look what happens. Look what's going on right now. Look what went on in the Washington series. You can take Giroux away, especially if you don't have depth. They need a ton more. Giroux might not be the number one option on that team, but he'll still be a huge piece. <laughs> Just start lying. What does it matter? And eh, throw Stellars in there. Why the hell not? Is he healthy yet? Bill, is it possible to both sign Tavares and trade for Eric Carlson? Not sure about the cap space. Um, depends on what you're giving up. Off the top of my head, it would be tight, and you would – yeah, I mean, if you move a Jake Voracek, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you're able to move Simmons, um, try to get some of the young guys maybe signed to extensions so you know – so you have cost certainty there just so you know where things slot in or just ride out the rookie deals and see where it goes because they're cheap. Um, but you'd have to move a lot around, but anything's possible in this league. You just got to be creative. Let's give Mike Richards a shot. Let's give him a shot at being coach. Carlson is a free agent after next season, so you'd have to – You'd have to trade for him this season to get him this summer or wait. And Dowdy will be a free agent uh, next offseason as well. So, Moran for Carlson in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, no shit. Why would they do that? Oh, Washington Capitals defenseman John Carlson is a free agent. Okay. He's good. I like him a lot. Think they can convince Kovalchuk to come over from the KHL? I mean, that just seems like such a Bobby Clark move. I, I just, how old is Kovalchuk at this point? He's got to be 35. 
Ilya Kovalchuk, 35, uh, just turned 35. Right, right. So he's over 35. He can come back. That's the right, right, right. So, I mean, that'd be nice and all. It'd be cool to have him on the power play and stuff, but I just don't know really what he has in the tank. Um, if we're looking to – that just seems like such a Bobby Clark move. Young guys have been the best in the series so far. TK Patrick, Sanheim, and Proverov all show flashes. But they can't do it alone. There's been, yeah, they've been, they've had their ups and downs, but there have been parts of their games I've liked. Um, but no one's getting the job done at this point. Carlson is 27 and wants seven years, seven plus mil. Pass. I mean, that's what it takes to get a great player. Um, I just don't know if he's the one I want to go all in on, like John Carlson. Just don't know if he's the one I'm willing to shell that out for. I feel like it would be uh, feel like it would be a little Kevin Shattenkirky. Personally, I think Elliot is still hurt. He clearly couldn't move side to side, and the Penguins have tried more wraparounds than usual. So I'm not sure that's Elliot's fault, but rather this coaching staff and management shocker. Uh, sure, but you know, if you say you can play, you got to be able to go get it done. I, you know, Claude Giroux didn't get any slack for having one point in the playoff series against Washington, and he was playing with a torn abdomen. So, you know, either you're either you're in or you're out. And if you're in, you got to get the job done. And if you if you're out, you're out. That's and he probably isn't healthy, and he probably hasn't shaken all the rust off yet, but. You know, when the puck hits you in the pad and it still gets behind you, that's – I don't care. I, I don't care if your leg's broken. You need to stop it. I'm all for the youth movement. I don't want to say abandon that and just start signing free agents, but after tonight, people are clearly frustrated uh, at the effort mainly to spend your hard-earned money to see games three and four is an absolute travesty. I fully agree. Now they lose, they lose ten to one in their two playoff home games. Uh, that shit's expensive. I, I, I don't blame fans for being frustrated. I, I don't. Um, and I do think they need to go out and uh, improve this team beyond just uh, we're going to call up more young players and we're going to plug holes with Dale Weiss. No, I think you need to go out and seriously improve this team while also staying true to your. Um, to your draft and develop philosophy. You can do both. It's how you sustain success. Uh, don't get in any dumb contracts. Don't miss out on the guy you want and then just go, ah, you know what, our second option is Andrew McDonald. Let's give him 30 million bucks. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, sure, you know. If the first option is there, say you want to, say you want next offseason, go sign Eric Carlson, go sign Drew Doughty. You want to sign Tavares this offseason? Sure, yeah, do that. But then, if you miss out on those guys, don't look at the second tier and go, ah, it's basically the same thing, and then give them that money. Don't do that. That's how we got in this predicament. Love how Wheel can't play for a month but gets power play time in a playoff game. I think that's just roll. Um, I laughed at that too. 
because it's silly for him to not be in the lineup. It's just, I mean, I just want good players. Tell me all about role. Tell me all about this and that. Your best chance was to play your most talented players, and they refused to do that until, you know, the series was getting out of hand, and it continued to. Um, Yeah, I I did laugh at that too, though. Oh, look, he's out on the power play. But he wasn't good enough to play from most of the stretch run. Has Haxtell ever heard of a timeout? Uh, you know, he loves to – he's saving them. You know, he's saving them. I would love a Hack and Kovalchuk pairing. It would be a disaster, but a very entertaining disaster. With that, I agree. I have, like, Sandheim's game overall in this series. Yeah, they've sheltered him a bit. Um, he hasn't played – ton of minutes he hasn't really played too much top line competition but um just his game what he's doing out there I, I don't think he's been I don't think he's been near one of the top you know 10 issues with this team and that's saying a lot honestly that's a huge compliment at this point when you're getting crushed the way you are 18 to 6 yeah maybe he thinks he can save all these timeouts and then use like nine of them in in one game maybe that's what he thinks briz for coach that's funny Ed Snyder is rolling in his grave. I mean, what did they do from 1988 until present? I mean, yeah, I liked Ed too. I think he was a good guy. Um, I enjoyed his passion and all, but he's a huge reason for the predicament they found themselves in um, in the last few years, you know. Goldborn and Sean Avery roll for seven minutes in game five. Sure, why not? What's the difference? <laughs> why not? I would actually love to see Goldborn get into a playoff game because people would go nuts. Oh, my God. I kind of, just to hear Charlie and Steph and Kelly go wild on BSH Radio on Monday, nothing would make, that would be better than winning the game, honestly. If they lost by a huge amount again and their fix was, and the only change they made was Goldborn. Oh, my God. I think I would laugh so hard that I died. I might not make it to the show on Monday because I died laughing on Friday. Oh, God. I want to skip this wedding I have to go to on Friday just to watch that happen. If they call up Goldborn, uh, I'm going to skip a wedding on Friday and just and just watch the game and die laughing. That's how I, that's how I want to go out. <laughs> Death by Goldborn. Death by Hack. Dave Haxtell saving all those timeouts for his next college job. Bring back Bobby Clark as GM. Yeah, that worked out. Elliot is slow. His reflexes are very delayed. Yeah, all of a sudden, he's moving like he's 33, and he really didn't all year. Um, I thought he reacted. Not even reacted. I thought he showed his hand when he was bad uh, earlier in the season. He'd have When he'd have a bad game. I thought he'd show his hand way too quickly. He'd just go down way too fast and just leave the entire top of the net open, things like that. But he didn't – he still seemed to have that uh, that flexibility and that athleticism. He still seemed to be able to make the, uh, the side-to-side saves, the diving saves, and things like that since he's come back. Jesus. He looks like he's an old man. 
we have no better goalie. Elliot is our best shot. Yeah, I can see Dave Haxtell coming to that conclusion for game five, and he he wouldn't be wrong, you know. Um, he wouldn't be wrong, but at the same time, just like firing Haxtell, sometimes you just got to make a change because this one, what you're doing ain't working. Signing free agents does not mean abandoning the youth movement. No, it doesn't. Uh, I think you can easily do both. You can easily do both. Um, you just have to make the right deals, and you can't get sucked into long contracts for second-tier guys. No more stopgap signings. Yeah, I'm not looking for stopgap sign signings at all. Um, that stuff, at this point... Just fill holes with if if you don't think if you don't think you have someone for a role you need, just use Colin McDonald. Like what the hell's the difference? Just use one of those guys. Let's just see if Vorobiev can play. Let's just see if Albe Kubel can play. You know, just throw Donique Martell in there. See if the second power play gets better. I bet it will. I bet it will. Like let's just find out about those guys rather than oh yeah, we just signed a guy for two years. We'll see how it works. You know, like. Those are the signings I don't want to make at all. I mean, Wheel's not really another disappointing signing by Hextall. You just kind of wanted to figure out what he was. He... He came over as part of a deal that was just you were trying to dump salary. You dumped LeCavalier's salary. You dumped Luke Shen's salary, and uh, you got a draft pick for it. And they threw in Jordan Wheels, just kind of a figure it out. I think he, what he signed for, like $1.75 a year for two years, like for a potential – for a guy who had the potential to really bolster your, your bottom six and give you some scoring depth there. Like that's a hell of a signing. Uh, I still, I still think Jordan Wheel next year could have a much better season. Yeah, what's he signed for? Uh, next year, this year, next year, one point seven five. Like he's costing you nothing. He's a twenty-six-year-old with some skill. You, you, you had to find out. He is just one of those guys. I'd rather fail here than see succeed elsewhere. He's not blocking anybody. He's a guy that I just didn't want to see turn into the next Patrick Sharp, turn into the next Justin Williams. If they're going to fail, let them fail in orange and black. If they're going to succeed, let's see it happen here. We're going to have so many timeouts to use on Friday, hopefully. Uh, Sagan for Voracek plus a prospect or whatever it takes. Yeah, that would be fun. <clears throat> You know, if you can build a time machine, Paul, I'd be all for bringing Gretzky here. Do you ever hear that story about um, the Flyers were, like, in on Gretzky when he ended up going to the Kings? It's it's a real interesting story, um, but it's basically it's, – it's, I'll see if I can find it. Maybe I'll tweet it out later. What's going on with Limblom this series? Was expecting him to get his hands a tad more dirty as opposed to hardly hearing his name. The coach alluded to him having an adjustment issue. Um, you know, this is another step up for him. Uh, we saw it in the AHL. 
He had a real slow start in the AHL this year. It almost looked like maybe sending him down was a little justified, even though he had a, a little justified, even though he had a good camp. Um, he had a slow start in the AHL, then he really got it going. And you saw when he came up, um, he was making things happen, but he wasn't quite he wasn't quite finishing. He just had a little bit of a little bit of stake bitten, a little bit of puck luck, but just wasn't quite getting it done. And then after a few games, you know, you saw uh, you started he started to see his work pay off. Um, I think this is just another level for him. I think he's a guy who, you know, a year ago was playing in a, a totally different league, kind of a different style over there. Um, He's adjusting, and I expected a lot. I was hoping he would be kind of one of the breakout guys, one of the guys who had, you know, a, a good couple of a good couple of playoff games, and it was something you could bank on. Like, all right, we learned something about Oscar Lindblom. Uh, I think this. Uh, I just think the ice time. I think the experience is good for him. But yeah, I think he's just having a little trouble adjusting to another step up in competition, and um, yeah, he's got to adjust. Has this series finally shown that Ghost should not be used on a top pairing that matches up against top lines? I think he should be sheltered a bit. I mean, if you had someone better, maybe, but you don't. Good this team uh, would be if Sanheim turned out to be better than Gostas Bear. Do you have any idea how good this team would be? You would have a Nashville uh, Nashville level defense, and then it would just be hopefully Carter Hart's adequate, and hopefully Claude Giroux doesn't fall off a cliff, and hopefully Morgan Frost is pretty good, and you'd have a really damn good team. Um, yeah, and hopefully this is a uh, hopefully this is where they begin to turn the corner. Hopefully they recognize uh, what they need. If anything comes of this series. Uh, hopefully it's that. All right. Uh, we're like at an hour nine. That is all the time I have for you tonight. Like I said, I will not be able to uh, to do the post game on Friday. Uh, I will be attending a wedding. That's right. A 420 wedding. I'm kidding. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, yeah, so I won't have post game Friday, but if there is... A, uh, if there is a game on Sunday, I look. I went to look over here at the schedule. Like the schedule would have the playoff schedule on it. Um, if there is a game six, um, hey, that would be fun. I'll be here with you on Sunday to do that post game. Uh, hey, if you are a morning person, check out me and Charlie O'Connor on. Uh, we will be on the WIP Morning Show with Angelo Cataldi at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So be sure to check that out. Uh, I will be, uh, Charlie and I will be joining the morning show to talk about this game, probably talk about uh, where to go from here, Hackstall, all this good stuff for, for all you people who say we want hockey on the sports radio stations in this city. Why don't they talk more hockey? Well, you're going to get it. So tune in at nine. Uh, I'll end up posting the, uh, I'll probably end up posting the thing on SoundCloud a little later in the day, maybe the day after, so you can hear it uh, in between games. All right, that's all the time I got for you. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thanks for hanging out all season. If this is the last time I see you, um, I mean, it won't be. We'll do all sorts of off-season shit. But if this is the last time I see you for this, uh, you know, while after a Flyers game, I had a lot of fun this year. I had a lot of fun hanging out with you guys after games this year, taking your questions, talking at you. Um, it's It's been a really good time, and I think, 
I think uh, BSH Radio did a, did a great job this year, and we're continuing to grow our brand. We couldn't do it without all your support, so thanks so much. I'm going to stop rambling now because I want to watch, uh, you know, literally anything but hockey so I can just cleanse that game from my mind. Have a great week, everybody. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. <laughs>